When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious and in family-sized cartons. I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream, and their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious or their organ strawberry oh, i love it sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces so so good plus you got to check out their mudside flavor it's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips oh it's so good i gotta go get some ice cream right now plus you know you're in good hands with tillamook brand they make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer owned and led by dairy experts boy oh boy I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. How is your sock drawer looking? I know when I open up mine, it is a sad scene. There's lone socks, holy socks. Well, guess what? It's spring cleaning, which means Bomba's spring collection is here, and they have new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They've got stripes and florals, all new, vintage colored rib socks. I love them. They are the best sock your feet have ever been in. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bomba's. Head on over to bombas.com slash bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. That's B. B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash bonkers. Use the code bonkers at checkout. Being a nanny is hard because kids are assholes. We saw Mr. Nanny, so you know what that means. Hello, people of Earth! And hello, Los Angeles! We are here at our Los Angeles home, Largo, one of the best theaters in LA. You have to come check it out. But we are here tonight for our second part of Polkamania! Hulkster has done a family film, uh, and we are going to talk all about it. Uh, it's a heartwarming night here. Uh, but before we get started, let me bring out my co-host. Please welcome June Diane Raphael. And Jason Manzoukas. We have a... Uh, how are you both? I'm doing awesome! <laughs> we have a very special guest tonight. They're very funny. They're very talented. Rob Cordry! Wow! 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 
Oh my god. Just gosh. played slide guitar for them. It was really nice. I really liked what you did there. Uh, Hulk would play slide guitar for them too, I imagine. Um, guys, Mr. Nanny is not a Hulk Hogan movie, it's a Terry Hogan movie. It's a Terry uh, Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hogan movie. Uh, this is, I think, when he was trying to branch out, when his characters were wrestlers, but that wasn't the main thing. They well, were this different. is a challenge that I feel like Dwayne The Rock Johnson <laughs> has also had to confront. Yes. You know, is, is Same thing really... for Randy Savage. Yes, Macho Man? Yeah, oh yeah, is that what they called him? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, are you talking about Ma- oh, Macho I, Man? I guess so, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, forgot yeah, yeah, that yeah. that was even his Of name. course, of course, of course. I know him as Randy Savage. <laughs> um, the Iron Sheik has done no work on, in this... <laughs> field at all. I, I have an Iron Sheik app on my phone that's a wi- an alarm clock that was clearly recorded on an iPhone. Uh, the sound is terrible. It's like, get up, you fucking dummy! It's amazing. Monday! I hate Monday! Wait. It's amazing. G- is he doing a Garfield impression? <laughs> lasagna! Lasagna! John is so stupid! Oh, do you are so stupid! Um, they, I get away with so much here. <laughs> this is a medium I can say anything in. <laughs> Mr. Nanny is, um, you know, I, I almost will start it with a quote from Hulk Hogan here. Please do. He goes, uh, everyone. I would love it if you said, I was like, I was going to start it with a quote from Nietzsche. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna comment when June gets up and walks around. Yeah. Now you've He's just refused to not comment. It. You've just blown it. Uh, you guys out. don't have to, but I'm not a host of this show, so I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna tell the people at home what's going on. Go it's ahead. It's really weird. It's so really weird. This is uh, Terry. Ho- this is Terry Hogan talking about this movie. Everyone knows. Every. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows me from Rocky Three. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, please end it there. That's it. That's where we all know Hulk from. Period. Rocky Everyone Three. knows me from Rocky Three. Um, but I think the movie that was my favorite movie that the kids loved, and what I was hoping would be a breakthrough movie for me was Mr. Nanny. Everyone's made that same movie. Arnold made it, Stallone made it, and I actually thought that with comedic relief and how funny it was and how good the kid actors were, I thought it would be a home run. But it did what it did. (laughs) It did what it did. It was good, but it wasn't that breakthrough that would put me in the same category in Hollywood that I was in in wrestling. I thought it would have been great if I could carry that weight of wrestling into the box office and the weight of the box office into wrestling. Thought it would have been a perfect marriage. I promise and- not to make a sex tape someday. <laughs> promise broken. <laughs> but he's right. Millions of people have made this movie, but well, they did not I, want to I see would him make it. Argue that the movie, the premise of the movie, yes, we've seen before, and it's been successful. The problem I had with it <laughs> was that. <laughs> 
actually just want to, I want to pitch a stronger premise for this movie, which would be that... You want to pitch them the movie that it is and then show your reverse? Well, I guess the movie... Well, I don't even know how to get into the movie that it is. All right, then pitch the... the well, it's two movies, it's, by the way. It truly That's my premise. Is, Go on. But... So... I would just have him think he's showing up to be a security guard. That would be the premise. And then find out upon arrival that he's actually been hired to be a nanny. Like he's duped. He's sort of been duped. There was some sort of miscommunication. Like the kids are so I'm not going to get into the logistics of how all, all right. these speeds work out. Because what you're but, describing is roughly the same thing. No, it's or not, though. If, uh, no, it's not. This? See, that's my not problem. At all. It's not, not at, at all. all. Because that is exactly what happens in this movie. Yeah. That, no, it's Thank not. you. That's exactly no, what happens. I'm gonna jump around a little bit, but there's a scene please, toward please, the end of the do. movie. There's a scene toward the end of the movie where the cook, the cook says, "Mother love." Mother love <laughs> says, "You weren't nanny the whole time." Oh. Okay. He's wow. confused that he wasn't actually hired to be a nanny. Wait, what? <laughs> I am now confused. Well, no, he was hired as. He's hired. He's, he's a, look. He's a guard. he's a wrestler who had some sort of bad accent that gives him nightmares, <laughs> or that gives him it gives him honestly a nightmare at the beginning of the movie. No, it gives him and then night it, terrors. Like his nightmare is so strong that it makes him fly back. Yes, that's true. <laughs> when he gets hit in his nightmare, which means he has a neurological disorder. Yeah. <laughs> At the start of this movie. And he spends his days, when we first open on him, just fishing out on the dock. Sleeping. Sleeping. Upright. Upright. And when he finally catches a fish, it's so small, he, he throws it back. He throws it back because he's a nice guy. It's a save the cat moment. Yes. For those of you who want to know about screenwriting, you got to show your heroes doing something nice. In this, he literally saves a fish. There's also a song. But what we now know about, what we know, though, is that that fish, having been hooked, caught, and touched by human hands, is now compromised to a degree that its death is all but a Oh, he'll be rejected. It's it actually, is, very, it is it's a actually win very in cruel. Hogan's mind only. Yeah, it's very cruel to throw that fish back at that this fish, point. No, all the other fish are like, buddy, you're contaminated. He is beginning to die already. I also think David Johansson, who plays the villain and does the soundtrack. Yes. Oh, yes. Buster, Buster Poindexter for some of you. The New York Dolls. Which he's, yeah, he, he was the precursor to punk rock until this moment. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he actually has a song in there called, like, Gone Fishing, Have Nightmares, and then I, uh, I Gotta Be a Nanny. <laughs> well, you know, the movie They're all was... very literal songs. Very literal. The movie uh, was originally called Rough Stuff. Last song in the movie. Which makes sense, because the, the end song is like, Rough Stuff! For four minutes. Which tells you... It's the whole plot of the movie David Johansson recites to you. Let me ask you this. If you saw a poster for a movie and it was Hulk Hogan and two little kids and it said, rough stuff. What do you think is happening in that movie? Well, that is not a family-friendly movie. These hey, you kids... guys want to go see rough stuff. <laughs> the kids in the movie... 
get the shit kicked out constantly of them. by adults. They just get slapped and oh. knocked around. But the kids are also yeah? terrorists. Yeah, kids got it coming. Um, so basically, uh, I was shocked. I don't know if you guys were when it, you know, the movie says like Terry Hulk Colgan, and then it says. Sherman Hemsley. He yep. is the second lead actor yep. from, uh, you know. The Hewleys. <laughs> I think of him, I think of him as from the. the I know him from the Hewleys. The, the Jeffersons, amen, classic Sherman. Um, Sherman Hemsley. And, classic and, and, Sherman. <laughs> Sherman and Terry have a great opening scene where it seems like they forgot to record sound. It's shot from across a lake, and it doesn't look like any of that dialogue was... I don't know if their mouths are moving, but it definitely isn't the sound from that day. Uh, it is a full scene from far away. It's like, I told you this. Well, I never did that. Well, I want to be a wrestler again. Well, you got to come with me. So they, they basically, Terry wants to get back into wrestling, but Sherman runs some sort of... This is Bodyguard? Where, this this I is got, where it's mysterious. I have, I have a lot of questions about Sherman Hemsley in this movie. <laughs> Me A too. lot of questions. And I thought I had a real hold on it until, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie when he's a, in a policeman's dress uniform. Yeah. At which point, my brain folded into itself. <laughs> I shit my pants and came at the same time. You're, you're racist. Yep. He was promoted... To full LA confidential captain. What? He, After he lives. He lives in a home that is being that the the telephone is being ripped out of. Yes. But he's a policeman. Well, wait, wait. This is my this is my concern. What? No, wait. I think that he was hired at the end not as a sit, an officer of the law. I think he was promoted to like head security for this family. He's wearing a badge. I know because it's a special because it's a special outfit. That he's they wearing gave him. braids, military stuff. Yeah. I, Miami Dade County official <laughs> uniform. I will I say this. I think it's just like a Richie Rich uniform. Oh yeah, like a super fancy one. That's a good point. Sherman is in bad. Is in bad. Uh, is having some bad luck. When Hulk asks him in the beginning of the movie, he goes, "When's the last time you ate?" He says, "A week ago." <laughs> um, and things are bad. It, things are, bad. It, things are, things really are bad. very bad now. He convinces, uh, he convinces, um, uh, I'm sorry, Sean Armstrong, uh, that's, that's, that's Terry Hogan's name in the movie, he convinces uh, Sean Armstrong to, uh, to take this security gig. Now, it was my belief that if he took this gig, Sherman would get some money, this but it doesn't is, seem where... to be uh, translating to him at all, that money from the gig. Okay, I guess maybe I... I, I thought at one point, because I was so deeply confused, that Sherman was his former manager, right? Yes. So that maybe... For 15 they, years. For 15 years. So maybe took they a bullet still for him. have... Took a bullet. Took a bullet for him. Very close relationship. Maybe they still have some sort of contract where whatever, whatever Sean Armstrong makes... He gets no. a cut up. Well, what is it? Like 10, 10%. 15%? What, yeah. what, what are we talking about? Even if well, he's just procuring him a security job, yeah. I would still think he is entitled to That was the whole thing. Money. No. Yeah. He runs a security company. He's like, I got you this job. And I'm, like, he's like a headhunter. What I don't need to do is call a security company and have it be a guy whose phone is being repossessed. Well, my question... Who lives in like a, a cartoonishly uh, destitute hovel. <laughs> And, That's and, racist. And even, 
And even and even the the repo men's truck have a sense of humor. It's like your poverty is our wealth. Like it says that on the sign. It's like that's a little bad message to be sending. Actually, that's pretty funny. <laughs> there are some really funny moments in this movie. Few and far between. Don't get me wrong. The 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 idea though that this man who is the head of this giant corporation, like think. Bill Gates, like that's like that type of guy, I, I guess. Like you know, that's what they, I think they're trying to go after. Like, well, Bill, no, he started the company as Garage. Yeah. So it's a, it's Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs oh, right? okay, so Steve Jobs. Yeah. So he he's Steve Jobs, and he's calling Sherman Hemsley for it's like, oh, we need to get. No. Well, See, no, this his is what security I think. guy. What I think is doing his that. security guy calls Sherman Hemsley, and what we find uh, out is that his security right. guy is working Correct. for the bad guy. So I think he hired what he probably thought was some bullshit security That's exactly guard. what he said at one yeah. point. Oh, okay. right. I missed that part. I hired, Things are I hired the clearer. broke down guy from the Jeffersons. Yeah. Yes. Because he and can't he, do anything right. He got some ex-wrestler named Hulk Hogan. Right. And, <laughs> but it's Sherman's security company... Do they install like systems and stuff? Or, yes. Yep. Or do they That's just a great have, question. Like, are they ADT or, or are you like they have yeah. an ADT? Yeah. Can I, I get know, like cameras? Do they in, do networking? They're living in shacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like so, they he lives in a post Katrina environment. Absolutely. <laughs> like just if absolutely. you haven't seen the movie, he looks like he lives in a house from Treme. <laughs> I was going to say that, and it's so bad that they're taking his only burner, but he's keeping the teapot. (laughs) For what? Who knows? That last cup of tea. Um, So Bill Gates, or whatever, uh, Steve Jobs, hires Hulk Hogan to be his security detail because he's invented a computer chip that is going to power a rocket that is going to bring peace to the world because... It's it's it shoots down rockets. Uh, Social commentary. It's Star Wars. It, it, I mean, it's a like Star Wars it's weapon. Star Wars, it, I mean, Star Wars. And by the way, Hulk Hogan finds out this information. He's just he's a security guard. He's oh. just the muscle. Yeah. Can we do and he's deliver? A <laughs> he's a and he's they a deliver this company's top secret yep. information within the first three minutes of yep. him. Oh, wait, but this is but this is the best. This is the best part about it, though, because. Again, you think Hulk is a real lunkhead, a real dummy. And, you know, they go like, do you even know what a microchip is? And he's like, Hulk trying so hard to remember his lines. Yes. Uh, yes, a microchip is a conductor that could t- transmits energy over yes. pieces of uh, things, but so small. <laughs> like you see his eyes like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no conviction behind Which, that by the definition. Way, I took issue with because later on, when the younger kid um, is in super into like technology and unlike mechanics and everything, Hulk doesn't seem to know anything about. He doesn't anything. know what a toilet seat <laughs> yeah. is later on, <laughs> or a magnet. Yeah, Hulk doesn't understand magnets in this movie. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by. 
Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimize for every device, get your website discovered fast with integrated optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes, that's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, that's why you should invest in Simply Safe Home Security today. That's right. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. What was that though? Just before we get into the main part of the movie, there was one thing I wanted to just examine. Like at one point when Sherman Hemsley says he hasn't eaten for a week, and then like he takes a security gig, Sherman goes like, "What else he got to eat?" And then Hulk just goes and slams the table. But like, is he angry that he's eating more of his food? I didn't quite get what that was. One of the moments in the movie where I thought like, this is a missed opportunity. For Hulk to break something, because he's he's often in the movie breaking things and throwing them, or like, bending them. Yes. Yep. Bending or breaking them and throwing them, and it's or he, ripping them. What? Or ripping them in half. Ripping well, them. And and his main fighting technique is just tossing. <laughs> there needs to be. And by the way, for a wrestler in this movie, we'll get into it, but 
He's a terrible fighter. He seems he's to terrible. be a terrible, terrible fighter. He's terrible. And, and, and uh, to, to juxtapose him to the movie we just did, No Holds Barred, amazing. Um, in that movie, he's, an, uh, he's a flawless fighter. In this, he's like broke down and he doesn't see, he, he loses most of his fights. And do we only, under, do he we only know, wins them. Do we know why he stopped wrestling? Um, I'm assuming it was as a result of the shooting gone awry. <laughs> Yeah, night terrors. The lead singer of the New York Dolls yeah. shot him in the tried leg. Tried to shoot him. Well, he tried to no, shoot. Well, tried to shoot no. He tries to shoot Hogan in the dick. <laughs> because because that's it's where movie. Sherman Hemsley's leg is when it gets shot. <laughs> right in front of Hogan's dick. <laughs> so guess what? Sherman Hemsley didn't take a bullet and save your life. He just saved your dick. Because Which is live. more valuable in Hulk's world yeah. than anything else. He's like, I got it, brother. I got to make a sex tape in a bunch of years. <laughs> shoot me in the head. With Don't Buffalo ever shoot me in the money maker. Wife. I'll tell you something, Mean Gene. <laughs> do you think that? Do you think that Hulk's pubes are as nicely groomed as his hair on the side of his head? Just like he has just. I, or do you think it's? They're also just sad dolls' hair. <laughs> It's, just, it's sad doll's hair on top, sad doll's hair on bottom. Just, just some loose strands of much, much, much it. too fine hair. I hate it. For Straight. a big, burly man, he has like an infant girl's hair. <laughs> June, to get to, to get to your point too about them revealing the secrets right away, basically Hulk just goes, he's like, well, I'm working on a very secret plan. And Hulk's like, tell me or I'm out of here. And he's like, okay. So <laughs> that was how it was revealed. That was all the arm twisting that was required. And, and, so, and then and what's happening, he's got this microchip, he's going to power the peace missile, and there's a bad guy who wants to steal it. There's a bad guy who's like calling him. <laughs> My favorite thing is Bill Gates. Bill, the equivalent thereof, Austin Pendleton is just playing him. Bill Gates is in his office, his phone rings, and he's like, hello, Austin Pendleton. <laughs> Like, he picks up his own phone, answers it, and it's the bad guy. Oh, and, but but you didn't. But we didn't. We didn't even talk about the fact that moments before he's like, "Let me open my desk drawer," and then like a a, a baby powder bomb goes off. Yeah. <laughs> he gets it, and he's like, "What Ugh. was that?" He's what a mad that? scientist. But no, but what was it that? It was t- an idea that was jettisoned was, later what on. What was the point of that, having of David Johansson putting that? Because David Johansson calls me he's like, did you get my surprise or whatever? Because he was like, I, I, can, get, I can get to you. I can oh, get that, that close it? to you. Oh, it's, it's, right. it's a fear tactic. All right. Pun, it's punk rock. It's called punk, post-punk rock. <laughs> no, Rob, I don't want to. It's pimp. called punked rock because <laughs> you just got punked. I don't want to pimp you out, Rob, but you. But Do you it. were. We were talking before the show. You said that, like, Rob knows that I like stuff and we like stuff that is like so bad it's good. And you are not a. a fan. Paul and I have had a discussion over the years for a long time that. I do not understand his fascination with the genre so bad it's good, which this whole podcast is based on. And yet I find myself listening to the podcast going, oh, why? Thinking like, they had to watch this shit. And I've seen shit with Paul, and he's like, that was awesome. And I'm like, I don't get it. I dragged him and to the Bill and Ted Halloween today, show. Today, <laughs> yes, today, I had to watch it. And I was li- literally down to the wire. I had to watch my kids at like 
four thirty or five, and it was like two o'clock, and I was like, oh, I gotta watch it now. It was today, and I was like, but those air filters in the air conditioning need to be changed. <laughs> I wait. You know, you should change those once a month. <laughs> once and a month. That's once excessive. a month, you have to. That's, that's excessive. Not a myth. You have to change them once well, a month. You, that, I mean, you air don't filters? want like. You know, shit growing. You can get Legionnaires disease. Yo. There can be a lot of whole stuff. whole host of things oh, you could get. Oh, don't get me started. Poop gets in there, the whole deal. Oh, it Listen. Sense. I had a very nasty stomach virus this week. Spent most of the week just shitting my brain. I have out. to say, for someone who is so cleanly, yeah. you have now been sick twice for a weeks at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're always sick. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> As my doctor said when I was describing to him. When I was texting him all the time. I was describing to him like medical problems I have and he goes, huh. He goes, you really got a bum unit. Jason and I shared a doctor for a while and he totally violated patient doctor privileges. When I said, oh, you know Jason Manzoukas, right? And he goes, yeah, I'm surprised that guy isn't dead. But uh, I, so I, not only did I get the ladder out of the garage to put it up to where I have to change the filter, but I went down to the hardware store to buy new filters and also did some shopping when I was down there. I like a hardware Baller. store. Baller. Baller hardware. Yeah, Baller. Feel like small sure. businesses. Oh, so I got some uh, Goo Gone. I got some Ooh, I uh, need three in one oil. <laughs> And uh, anything Welcome not to, to watch this talk movie. On, uh, <laughs> on the Earwolf Network. <laughs> we talk about cool little hardware places in Los Feliz, Silver Lake, and Echo Park. <laughs> and what you get there. Oh, you're welcome, baller. Uh, but uh, then I, of course, <laughs> had to end to up watching it. And you know what? This movie changed my mind. Yeah. I get it now. <laughs> like, that was a lot of fun. Especially when my two daughters came in to watch it with me, which we'll get to later. <laughs> wow. This, I'm very excited to hear their opinion of it because you would argue they're the target demographic. They are, it's a kid's movie, yeah. right? Um, it is indeed. <laughs> I'm shaking my head for you listening at home. So the Hulk gets to the house to take care of these kids. Well, uh, that's, I guess that's okay. what I was trying to say before. <laughs> No, he doesn't get to the house to take care of these kids. He gets there to be a security guard. Well, he, he drives gets, on his motorcycle listening he gets to... With the yellow Walkman. Yeah. I thought that Walkman was going to come back in a major way after all of the... <laughs> like the breath spray. It came back in a very minor I, way. I a very minor way. I want to show you this thing, uh, because you're talking about the motorcycle, and as he's pulling into the house, um, uh, the person who pulls all of her clips, uh, Avril Haley, she pulled this moment of somebody abusing an animal... In the opening that I did not catch. So, um, here it is. Okay. I just want to go fishing in the deep blue sea. Cause I need a change from my reality. This world will beat you down. Beat you with a stick. Big water and ice cream pie. They keep on hooting it. That is... Wow! A person... Throwing a dog into the water. Into a channel. What? <laughs> Holy shit! 
That's amazing. I did not, did not see that. <laughs> Do you think the editors saw that? They had to. I'm sure the editors put that. We don't. Back you know what? Back. We only got the one take, so we gotta use it. We gotta use it. What How much going? money do we have to best, paint this out? Best we can do is send this to the local police, and they'll try and find pink shirt. <laughs> they'll try and find the pink shirt guy with the due diligence, disposing of a dog's body in the in the water. <laughs> throws a dog into and that's not that can't be an extra no it's not an extra because an extra no, wouldn't go, okay okay on action the bike's gonna come by throw the dog <laughs> throw the dog into the water she was like you she saw the cameras set up there all day you you play, it, play, it. play it again Paul what? I need it again oh my notes mean nothing anymore. <laughs> I don't get it anymore. And I gotta say, that throw is not like, oh, it's playtime, like, go for a swim. Like, the only that's thing different. That, it's like, I'm no. throwing this dog away. <laughs> yep. I'm done. I'm done with this. What's the best way to get rid of a dog? <laughs> I, I hope. Oh, Google doesn't exist yet? <laughs> I hope, like, my only hope in the whole world is that some, at some point that guy was, like, sitting, flipping through channels and was like, holy shit, that's me! Holy shit! Guys, 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 guys! Remember my dog? When, when I killed that dog? dog? Okay, watch Remember this. when I lied to you guys and told you that the dog went to heaven? That's me! I threw the dog in the river. Well, I imagine it's really upsetting for the dog's family if the dog's family went there and they were all probably getting front rows and they're like, that's what happened to our... our Which is the major demographic of this movie. (laughs) Dogs between 18 and 34. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so he he pulls up to the house. I'm sorry, June. He pulls up to the house and his mother's like... Dude, you have a... You had a point to make until you saw a dog get thrown away. <laughs> I forgot everything. <laughs> the question I forgot is, everything. Oh. is he a nanny or is, is he a security guard? Is he a nanny guard? or is he a security guard? He is hired as a security guard. We have not guards. gotten to maybe minute <laughs> six of the movie. Oh. Maybe, maybe? Maybe we're at minute nine. Maybe. I think at one Oh, yeah, I got a lot point, more pages and notes. I think at one point he even says um, that he's, he hates kids, but he's okay being around them. He's so good with them. there is a nanny there. Got it. To solidify this idea that he's not the nanny. Correct. Okay. So then he shows up, and the nanny goes running from the house with her head on fire. Yeah. So that's happening. There's a lot of top-of-head injuries in this movie. <laughs> The things that happen to tops of heads in this movie are crazy. One of them being male pattern baldness, as we'll get into later. So, but... I guess... My question is, so, so he shows up thinking he's the security guard. The nanny, he realizes that all the nannies have left. So I guess what I'm concerned about... Is this transition from I'm the security guard for the kids to I'm the nanny for the kids? Well, like they, they, they and those basically roles say seem to be interchangeable. They basically say like, oh, uh, the the minute that woman is on fire, uh, Austin Pendleton, the Steve Jobs character, is like, 
oh, the nanny company said no more nannies after that one. Like he knows immediately that, was that the last they nanny. can't dip in there. He's like, well, why don't you do it? And he's like, okay. Like, yeah, like, he, like, <laughs> he just signs up for it. He's like, well, he says no once. And yeah. he's like, eh, fuck it. I got to move this movie along. <laughs> can't stand the first act forever. But it's uh, a pretty, and I will say about Austin Pendleton's character, it's sort of a leap. Great performance. It's sort of a leap to think that a security guard would also be your children's nanny. Yeah. I think, I think it's, he's meant to be taking, he's meant to be protecting the children from this, from David Johansson. My favorite thing is David Johansson calls Austin Pendleton on the phone, and Austin Pendleton says, who are you? And he goes, just your average psychotic criminal genius. <laughs> My question about that was, is he being sarcastic? No. No. Heavens no. If you saw the rest of the movie, you know <laughs> the answer is no. Thanatos sarcastic? No way. He's no. Greek. He, he, he rubs his hands every time it gets evil. <laughs> and that's not a bad acting choice for a singer of a band. Yeah. Not necessarily he also, has, <laughs> he also has a metal dome on the top of his head. That doesn't get explained till minute 50-something. Like, yes. I rewound it, and I was like, is he wearing a hat, a steel yarmulke? Nope, What's nope, happening? Like a, full, a hammered a chrome metal And thing. then later on, we'll find out that that metal head is the most powerful weapon used in the movie. Yeah. It's the most effective. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, also, I want to talk about when, when Hulk comes to the house... Like, he's looking around, he's like, oh, what's this house? It's, pretty, it's a pretty house. And he, uh, he sees a pie on the table and immediately starts to finger it. Disgusting. Like Disgusting. a weird pie pervert. Disgusting. It's like, oh, yeah. And then the, the chef... Mother takes, Love. Mother Love takes, like, a meat cleaver and is like, ah! Like, gonna chop off his hand because he's, eating, he's fingering her pie. And literally a pie, not her vagina. That happened in No Holds Barred. Uh, <laughs> um, Mr. Thanatos <clears throat> also has a fishing pole in this movie. A lot oh, of yeah. fishing things. A lot of fishing poles. There's Don't a song fish about in. fishing. That was very weird to me. I didn't like that. I also thought that his journey as a character from sort of like, he, he started off as a pretty low class yeah. He seems like just a thug. Criminal. Yeah, like a... Well, I was very confused about this transition. Yeah. To transition from that that guy to like a high-tech... Yeah. Like a Batman villain. Batman <laughs> villain. He's like a Batman seems villain, like but big, then we realize later leap. on... Yeah, go ahead. No. Go. That he is intimately connected <laughs> yes. to Hulk and Sherman Hemsley. That's in the second movie. What were the movie. chances? Yeah. <laughs> when well, the family shit is all wrapped up at about minute 57... We get into the bad guy movie, yeah. which well, yeah, is not a children's movie, because that's when my kids came in to watch it. <laughs> we got it. We have to get to the. I, just not the. Yeah. Well, there's so many questions here because also, the uh, the, the Thanatos uh, is he's keeping very close eyes on this family. Now he has this metal dome on his head that was given to him by Hulk Hogan. You would think that they would not be like, as a oh. gift. Not as a gift. <laughs> not no. as a gift. Not given to him like, hey, I wanted you to have this metal head <laughs> cap. Uh, 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 happy bar mitzvah. Uh, w- welcome to solid metal yarmulke. Um, 
no, it, it's like that. He, Thanatos is the guy who's trying to shoot Hogan's dick. Right. Sherman Hemsley Because he wouldn't throw a match. Because he wouldn't throw a wrestling match. Thanatos is like a low thug who wants him to throw a wrestling match. He won't throw the match. They win the match. He tries to shoot Hogan. Which we he's see well big... into Act 3. He's... What's that? Yes. Well yes. into Act 3. Sorry, I've jumped happens. way ahead. David Johansson's got all this crazy hair. Hogan throws him out a window. He no, lands... he falls on a balcony. Oh, off a balcony? Yeah. And he lands into in a an pool. empty pool on top of his head. And what they explain is that his hair cushioned the fall. Yes. So he didn't die, but his brain matter was splattered all over the place. Yeah. But they scooped it back up, they put it They scooped it back up, put a metal hat on him. And yet he's smart he could, enough to wrangle this team of thugs, to like, including to, Wolfgang. Yeah. Who's but, Wolfgang? Oh, Wolfgang's but, the Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. character. And I, I would say the thing he seems most upset about, though, is his out headaches? of all that, no, is, is that he lost that big old head of hair. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. my issue like, that with, seems like the real crime there yeah. for him. Well, I mean, I, I think his, his monologue at the end where he talks about his hair is yeah. amazing. It's a great, like, it's a, it's a real powerful monologue about the loss of his hair. Uh, and that's, <laughs> but my whole thing is, this is his main enemy. Like, like Terry Hogan is his main, <laughs> his main opponent in life. So he, he kind of put that, his revenge plot, I guess, on the side. No, here's the he, thing. There's no revenge he plot. He doesn't know well, Terry no Hogan. Idea. Well, that's he's my the security guard at the end of the movie. That's my issue. He has no idea and, that he's there. And he has men on the inside that are working intimately with Hulk Hogan. So that should have been like, oh, yeah, he's working with this wrestler. Oh, wrestler? Hmm. Wrestler almost killed me. You know, look like? you know, I used to be, I used to be in the wrestling game. Well, maybe it's Before I, I had know. this metal head. <laughs> but let, let's let, we'll go back on. By the way, I would just like to say that David Johansson's performance, if, if there was a type of music or a piece of music that could underscore his awful performance in this movie, it would only be and was his own music <laughs> that he wrote for this movie. Okay, can I show you guys uh, real quick the flashback scene we see how... Uh, how oh, oh, do you have it all the way through? I Does have, somebody uh, in the background die? I, I uh... <laughs> Please. And this one, another animal. I have, like, I have, I think, until the shot. I have until the shot. Now, so. I just want to say, watch how slowly Sherman Hemsley moves in order to block the bullet. By the way, this should have been the cold open of the movie. This should have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this should have been the movie what the movie started. Not the about. ten minute long dream sequence. Yeah. Which has no context and never has context. No. Except that the little girl has trouble sleeping too. I ordered you to throw that match. You've cost me money. Big money. Oh yeah? Bigger than your hair? We don't throw matches. That's right. Of course, if you were soaked in some gasoline, we might throw matches. The flaming kind. And with that fireball on top of your head, you'd make one hell of a torch. <laughs> First to defy me? Then you mock my hair? You're dead! Look out! <laughs> An amazing... An amazing. It really it's look out! 
by the way, also, the way that that scene is choreographed, he was holding a gun the entire time. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that decision to kill was not made It in wasn't the rash. <laughs> uh, but here, luckily it jammed. Um, here is a great uh, picture just to see the differences that everyone has with their hair and, and the similarities that they have as well. Uh, which is they all, they all had really nice heads of hair and then they all go bald in the center. Uh, I, well, you know uh, Hulk, sorry, Terry Hogan's uh, <laughs> character's name Sean Armstrong. Ooh. Which Ooh. is as literal. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I didn't know. Is as literal that. as the music in the, in the movie. <laughs> like it could be Terry uh, or Sean... Um, uh, bald on top. You got this. You got this, bro. Bald on top. Bald on top. Sean, uh, high waisted jeans. <laughs> Sean, jean shirt. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> he does dress like Jay Leno in the majority of this movie. Sean, my fingernails are really white, contrasted against my impossible tan. <laughs> Sean, I don't have anything else. I, I can't come up with anything else. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold, and often in my pantry because I love these. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack, and my kids said, Mom said, we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me. But I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I don't ever like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry, and they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. Let's, let's get into these kids because I have some issues with wait, these wait. kids. Hey, man. 
let's, let's get some, into some rough stuff with these kids. Let's get into these kids. Let's get into these kids. Guys, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, and, and um, I just want to throw it out there. Would you guys agree that uh, this wrestler's probably met his toughest opponents and they're not in the ring? <laughs> this movie came out one year after Home Alone 2, by the way. A classic. Three years after Home Alone 1. Oh. This so, is 1993, this movie yes. came out. Well, do you think, because there's the whole thing about the kids going to public school and that being, that's a big part of the plot. Meant nothing. <laughs> that added up to nothing. Nothing. But it, you, at, at a certain point I thought, well, I don't know if these kids are acting out because their mom just passed away a few years ago or if it's because of the public school education. <laughs> It, no, it I mean, they're acting clear. up because their mom is dead. Their dad is ignoring them. He is right. a horrible That's father. the whole first movie. Their father's ignoring them. Hold up. Hold up. Acting out, they're killing people. <laughs> they are... They, the violence that they are inflicting is beyond prank <laughs> level. There is a workout slash shower <laughs> sequence yeah. where they're trying to murder Hulk Hogan. By electrocution. Well, no, he says, the kid says, the kid says, it's a low voltage, so it won't kill him. And the little girl says, well, then turn it up. <laughs> and by... She wants him dead. <laughs> they get theirs, though. And they by the way... In case you haven't seen the movie, he is nothing but nice to them. Oh, yeah. Nothing but nice. Um, as a matter of well, That's my problem with the movie is that I, if the premise of the movie was that he's this big, burly guy who wants to react, who has these violent instincts, but then has to pull back on them to be Mr. Nanny, I can get behind that. But he's nice to them so from he's the like a, There's a movie in there somewhere, the is what there. you're saying. So basically, but he's, he's just, a wrestler who is like, I don't have a gig. I guess I'll be this nanny, but I got these anger issues, but I can't let them come out because I'm a nanny. That's kind yes. of the plot of The Wrestler. <laughs> but he's nice. Great to movie. He's lovely to them from the beginning. But that's the thing with Hulk Hogan. Is like, I feel like he can't ever have an arc. And we saw this in the other movie too, because he's got to be like, I'm for kids. I'm for America. I'm for charity. I know about microchips. Like, you I'm know, kind to fish. I'm kind to fish. Like he, he's got to start off being awesome and end being awesome. And never in the middle does he deviate from being awesome. Okay, the one thing I will say about him, though, is when he gets to the house, he really does spend a lot of time away from the kids. And I know that's in service of them having to do all these pranks to him, but he is supposed to be a, a security guard. What's he doing? He's at the gym. I do know. He's oh, he is taking. I did a poking around. Leisure time in that mansion. He's poking around in a mansion. <laughs> yeah, I did right. notice that he's like the house is safe. Like that's not the safe zone. Like he should look. That's a lot of rooms. Look around. Check some. He closets. should be patrolling. Yeah. Exactly. Now let's talk about something that I felt like uh, I noticed. Which was the house has a gym, but it also has Wait. lockers. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of lockers and, and multiple shower and heads. A big open, style. A big open shower. Yeah. Like, a uh, bit like you would be multiply like like prison showering. Yeah. It's got like a boxer gym shower room. Yeah. So you would be like, oh, I don't want to go up to my bedroom to take a shower. I'll take one in the gym. 
which is 40 feet away from my bedroom. There's likely to be no booby traps there. Well, here's the other thing that I kept thinking with that is, so he t- he's in the gym, and the kids, there's all manner of pranks in the gym, many of which we saw in the, this is where magnets happen, guys, and, and all this. He worked, and then at the end of it, it's torture. It's torture. At the end of it, he goes, huh, good workout. And time to, time to hit the showers. Then he, the kids have rigged up another set of torture devices in the shower area where he is walking around nude. So the presumption oh, is... In the smallest these kids towel. Tiny towel. It, his towel. I Tiny swear to God, towel. you can see the bottom of his they balls. Are looking at 100% checking his dick out. And he's, he's just starting to get Hulk Hogan tits. Yeah. Like it's around 1993 and he's really sucking it in. He's like, I, I don't have tits. Hogan tits. Hogan tits. I, 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 just, want, I just pulled up... Just so you get to see the level of violence inflicted upon Hulk Hogan, this is a, this is a montage of every time he gets hit in the head. A lot of head hits. Such a concussion, like Alzheimer's. Next year. The, the one prank I found very odd was the, uh, the the bed prank, where he got into bed. Short cheated. They short cheated. Oh, the bed. sound effects in this movie. Wait, June, what's that? Outshine everything. I just didn't understand what happened. They cut up oh, his they sheets. They short cheated his bed. It's like a classic classic prank. camp trick. Yeah, where you what? you fold someone's sheets in half so it only when you put your feet in it would only go halfway down the bed. And that was evident by the sound okay. of the editor <laughs> going rip. <laughs> In the context of him escaping death <laughs> in other pranks, you know. That one they didn't bring before, their A game to. The majority like of the pranks. The majority of the pranks involved tripwires. Yes. And a trip lot wires of, on at the top of a staircase. With a roller skate at it. Tripwires in like like horrifying situations. I'm all I'm all up for a good pratfall, but this man would be dead. Oh, Hulk Hogan no, is no Buster Keaton. No. <laughs> he's like Frankenstein meets Buster Keaton. Oh, Fra- he's actually called Frankenstein. Yeah, they really they call him fat. They call oh, him I got the whole list right here. I oh, actually great. wrote it down of all the things that Hulk Hogan is called during this movie. Butthead, Frankenstein, Lurch, One Tough Mother, Pucker Butt, Porky and Wimpy and Gimpy. That's all that I could bear to write down. Do we talk about how the, um, the treadmill in one of the classic pranks uh, where they speed up the treadmill to go so fast, the treadmill has a couple settings on it. Like normal, like slow, normal, too fast, and then one marked coronary. So you could choose that speed of coronary? Or was that to warn you that you were going to have a coronary? When I was in my best shape, I used to run at coronary. (laughs) (laughs) Did anyone else notice that the the wardrobe for the little girl really had trouble with? Because she was dressed like... Little House in the Prairies. Too sexy? Uh, She was dressed like she was in Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah, right. Not sexy, no. (laughs) 
She was in the strangest clothes in school, too. Like, very, very formal outfits. She has Matilda And then the style. little boy, when Which he was going to stand up to the bullies, had a sleeveless dungaree vest. Yep. That's correct. But that, here's another thing I don't get. That's right. Uh, I guess we're at plot C or D at this point. A plot is like there's a weapon that can stop nuclear war. B plot is... Never mentioned again. uh, (laughs) Hulk is a security guard turned nanny. C plot is Hulk doesn't get along with the kids. D plot... Oh, no. I guess C plot is like Buster Point Exeter. D plot is this kid is being bullied. Now, this kid is so good at pranking and hurting Hulk... Yet he can't transfer that over to hurting no, the bullies. because he's the king of his castle. But at school, he gets bullied by bigger kids. Well, the like other re- problem is those kids know he's rich. Yeah, Richie Rich. Yeah, so, they saw the rolls pull up. Yes. It's also very strange that Hulk Hogan seems to only be protecting the girl at school. Well, they have a connection. <laughs> That's true. And That's true. That is half he's thought always out. In her- <laughs> He's always in the classroom with her. He never seems to check well, in. Well, one on time he's in the classroom with her. And we find out oh. inexplicably that Hogan went to this same elementary school <laughs> and over the course of seven years of being sent to the principal's well, office... Well, he was the king of detention. King of detention. The principal knows him. Yeah, where he's known... He's like the principal's son. The principal, by the way, looked like that man should have died of a heart attack as they call it cut. Like... Like, I felt bad for him. I was like, ooh, that guy's not healthy. <laughs> uh, yeah, the principal was like, wait, you're, you're Sean Armstrong? The Sean Armstrong? King of detention? Go, all right, get out of here. Get out of here. Like, yeah. he doesn't want to reprimand I don't want him. any trouble from you, grown man. <laughs> oh, wait. I wrote As down a the kid, print- you were a terror? As a grown man, you seem totally normal, but I'm still scared of you. I feel like this movie should have been called I Hate Kids. Oops, nope, just kidding. I love kids. <laughs> by the way, the principal was named, uh, it, that was played by Sandy Milky. <laughs> Dude's name was Sandy. Yeah, and you know, like, all through school, he was called Milky Sandy. He's like, finally, <laughs> I get the principal role. <laughs> um... The, uh, we got to talk about the, the craziest prank in the movie, the pit of blood. Oh, my God. <laughs> with seaweed in it? This? With compost in it as well? They've put the compost? Uh, seaweed was definitely an element. Yeah. yeah. Compost never showed up. It was just mentioned. That's, see, that's the oh, weird yeah. thing about this movie. The, the sort of comedic moments they're going for, even the treadmill scene, they, they become so violent and so scary. Yeah. Well, it's, the reality of the pranks themselves are the only result for many of them would, in fact, be death. <laughs> well, that's right. what, like, but you see, like, and here's what, here's my pitch. I'll add this pitch to your movie, June, is... If Hulk was a little bit more of a hard ass when he first came That's... in, he would be like, all right, kids, in bed by six, Absolutely. up by now. And like, we got to teach this guy a lesson. But he's so nice. He's like, all right, I'll drive you. Like, open but the see, door for us. He's and like, every okay. time they prank him, every time they prank him, they're like, how was your workout? He's like, invigorating. <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to give you the satisfaction. 
Because what I maintain, and I know I'm going back to this, is that he doesn't conceive of himself as a nanny. He's not taking on that role of discipline you think and that he's order like because off he's attacks. like I'm a security he's guard. Like, he's like, like all these attacks. Are from- yeah. So at what point do you think he switches the tea party? Around then. It's before the tea party. It's when, well, he's starting to realize, starting to see things with the dad and realize, you know, these kids are not. When he sings Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. I think it's the bedroom scene. I wrote down at one point, I go, this is like a really, a really violent sound of music. (laughs) (laughs) Which had Nazis in it. I, I do think I think when he first when he first figures that once the dad gets the facts at the table on his mini facts machine uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that the pocket, kids have never seen before. never seen him pull out a, a, a pocket a, facts a pocket facts which machine. is like a calculator with a tape it's like thing an Apple Newton with a that your a, dad a bought in the eighties because that was the new thing and you never used it and uh, and so he's like hey brother. You don't love your kids. Like, that's basically like he has a confrontation with them. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I have something I want to talk about. Because I love, well, we, we do these movies, and I love finding weird, inexplicable parallels and echoes. So in this movie, there is another character who for most of the movie is silent and who has pre-written cards that are perfect for the situations that he is in and can just pull them out, give them, so that they can have a conversation. But at least in this movie, they call it out. He goes, oh, you're very intuitive. It was actually pretty... That was the one funny moment Austin Pendleton had. He was like, oh, yeah, you're... But what, what it was David but he, Caruso they kept in beating what? it to in, death. Uh, Hudson Hawk. It was Hudson Hawk. I was trying to figure out. I knew it was David Caruso. I couldn't remember what it was. But like that, I was like, this is a fucking the same stupid bit in this movie too. Because that guy gets hurt. Oh, it doesn't matter. Who cares? And he keeps having conversations where he's like, Rrr. because he gets a neck brace on, which also has an attachment. It is because mouth. apparently his 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 injury, you can't he can't close his mouth. Yeah. Because I mean, of his here's injury. the question: Was that guy the head of security for Austin Apple. Pendleton? Yeah. He, so, okay, so he then brought in another security guard. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. No, he's but, terrible but at purpose, his job. But, but, but he's but working for the purpose, bad guys. He's working right, for the so, bad guys. So, but which I guess he here's my question: admits. Which guys, he also guys, has on a card. Sorry. But why? No. But just why not have someone pretend to be that guy? Why search out? Oh, himself. that's really so smart. Why sabotage it? So he his he's the head of security for this yeah. company, for right. Austin Pendleton's company. So what he does is he searches out a bad low that's, rent security company to right. protect Austin Pendleton's family. Why not just throw in one of your guys and tell them? That's what I think put them on the payroll and say oh, super smart idea, much better idea to just yeah. hire like or one why not of the hire David Johansson's. Bully. Yeah. Lackey. Who had the yeah. Bobo Steven Seagal June, guy. you have a great movie <laughs> in you that is somehow based on this. I really And do. I don't think you're going to get any shit if you decide to write it and produce it. What would you call your movie? People aren't going to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> she ripped off Mr. Nanny. <laughs> yeah, what would you call your yeah, movie? Yeah, what would you call it, June? Rough Stuff is Taken. <laughs> Rough stuff. God, I don't know. Mm. 
We'll see. I actually do think, here's the thing about Rough Stuff, and the movie will not be called Rough Stuff, but I do think there was, because this movie is split in two, I think Rough Stuff was the title of the second movie. Yes. So I think this movie, and that's the problem I have with it being called Mr. Nanny, because it's not Mr. Nanny. It's not Mr. Nanny at all. (laughs) (laughs) But it's kind of Mr. Nanny. It's not Mr. Nanny, Jason. <laughs> it's definitely it's, not. It's not. They don't play into that premise at all. If it was Mr. Nanny, he would, his whole struggle and his whole arc would be about Mrs. I hate Doubtfire. Kids. It would be yeah, Mrs. I Doubtfire. Hate kids. Or Mr. It's Mom. Not a comfortable situation. Or some other great movies. Or the, to- or the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> Kindergarten the yes. Pacifier. Yes. That's not this movie. He's just getting beaten up by these kids. Right. Maybe that is where the, yeah, there's no plot to it, I guess, right? (laughs) I mean, what you're pointing out is true, and I guess I am, I guess I'm pretty shocked that this Hulk Hogan movie isn't better. But I guess this is what I have to say, because I just think there's such a clear, what I am shocked, I am shocked. This Hulk Hogan movie... You guys do this every time. Like, how did this podcast get made? You guys do this every single time. You're You're like, why are there stupid people in the world? What I'm saying is... We go in with the best of intentions. Yeah, we you want if we to love it, it like Crank 2 and the Fast and Furious Have movie. you ever figured out how this shit gets made? You've never figured the, it out. The investigation is ongoing. It's an ongoing investigation. The data is not all in. Um, that, that's just the thing that bums me out, is that... There is a clear premise here. There is a clear game he could play, and it's just, it just never They happens. got one of the best writers in the biz. Oh! The writer of Mannequin and Mannequin 2. Mannequin is one of my favorite movies. Wait. And the director write, of Mannequin. Something Gottlieb. Something it's else a, we, we've done? Didn't that guy write something else we've done? Yeah, as far as I know, he, uh, Edgar Rugoff and Michael Gottlieb Wrote Mannequin and Mannequin 2. That's all I have for And there's me. other things that, no, okay. you wouldn't even put on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, the director, Michael Gottlieb, also directed A King and Kid- a King Arthur's Court. Uh, the mo- uh, well, did you guys think it was a little dark when Hulk Hogan told the girl that his father went to hell? You know what? My daughter... My seven-year-old, because my five-year-old came in later during the violent fights on the boat, my seven-year-old actually had a comment about that, and it was, this is awkward. (laughs) She should be a guest on this show. (gasps) But I should say also largely, she, I, I set the whole thing up like, all right, this movie's terrible, strap yourself in. And she laughed for a long time and started repeating lines. Like he just said, I don't even know where they are. She, she started repeating lines yeah, to me. So, funny. so well, you know. It is strange that he would, I think what's disturbing about it is that he would even introduce the idea or possibility that this little girl's mother could go to hell. Like to this just even girl, posit that is so this girl dark. is a sociopath. <laughs> This little girl is like um, an evil genius. <laughs> she, 
<laughs> well, the little girl's the first one to kind of switch over. She, she tries yeah, to like pull back her brother. Yeah, like at minute seven, she switches over. Um, Did you guys want to talk about the pool of blood? Oh, yeah, we can play, we can play this scene. <laughs> we can play this scene right now. Here we go. Oh, wait, this is oh. the, there's not enough mayo for that huge sandwich scene. Yeah, Hulk is, Hulk I'm, is a big guy, so he's got to eat a giant I get so easy OCD about the lack of mayo he's putting on this huge sandwich. Go there ahead. I get really upset with what he does to the utensil the mayo is on. Yes, uh, there's disgusting. also, there's a lot of yeah. Oh, I need way more mayo than that. She picks up a different pan. Cast iron. That's a cast iron pan. What'd you do that for? For making a mess, Porky. You could just ask me to clean it up. Sure, but where's the fun in that? Help, Jack! Help me! Ignore it. <laughs> Don't worry. I wouldn't lift a finger to help those brats. Help, Jack! I can't Oh, my God! Sucker! I'm coming! Hold on! Oh, oh no, you don't! Oh, you little bastard! Wow, now all he needs is a couple of horns, a pitchfork, and a pointy tail. That is it. Red dye number two. The pit of blood, which means that they had to empty the pool of all the water. Fill it full of whatever the blood that they are no, using. And they've they, done it before. Yeah. They, they, were added, like, they added dye to the water. Oh, they, they added dye yeah. to the water. Okay. But they did probably have to drain the whole thing afterwards. Thanks, Jason. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I just looked it up. It's menstrual blood. <laughs> now, the little girl got her first period. Before. She did lose a couple teeth. During this movie, I noticed. Yes, she yes, did she lose did. her tooth. She lost like at it. least one tooth yes. during the filming of this movie. And then they colored in at one point, right? And, or and then it just was gone. Yeah. And then she started lisping. Uh, touch, what, what an idiot. When, when Sherman... When Sher- they, tell, they tell kids a lot of disturbing stuff. One thing is that Hulk's dad went to hell. They also recount that story where, uh, where Buster Poindexter shot Hulk in the dick. They tell that to kids, too. But then when Sherman Hemsley shows up at one point in the movie, uh, I find this interesting. They're like, he has the cane. And they go, uh, is, you know, what can you do with that cane? They cut to a very tight close-up of his hands. And he spins the cane around for quite some time like they're nunchucks. And then that never comes back. That is never used. That in the big final yeah. fight scene... Never touched upon. And also, like, it should be pointed out that that was such a tight shot that I question whether it was actually Sherman Hemsley <laughs> twirling that cane. I have a, I, speaking of Sherman Hemsley and the big end of the movie fight scene, what do you do when you're, what do you, what do you do when you tie it up in a factory or a boat or wherever you are? Oh, and you I got, know. You gotta, you're all tied up. And you gotta get out quick. So you and you have a machine gun nearby. And the only thing there is an AK-47. Oh. You point the AK-47 up at you. You put your toe in it. You put your hands over the muzzle. 
sending bullets ricocheting throughout a building full of two children. It is like... And I then, you though, would... you never use that gun again. Nope. Not to fend off the bad <laughs> No. Guy. Now, I thought you would love this because uh, you remember the knife from Hudson Hawk with the foot. This is kind of an extension oh God, of that. You're right, yeah. yeah. It was very much like my left foot acting here. That he, yeah. By the way, that's a tricky thing. Like, if you've very never done that with thing. your foot to get your foot in the gun and then shoot up and at your by face. The, way, the kick on that gun must be pretty substantial. Yeah, it's shooting. It's a machine yeah, it's gun. It's basically right here. Mythbusters, we challenge you once again. Jamie, Adam, hear us out. You get a machine gun. Star Wars. Please. Dude, this, the, the, the filmography of Hulk Hogan. Um, all right. The, let's talk about the end here, because uh, the end of this movie, what happens? Can we all... Because I'm not quite sure how they defeat this what guy happens? and what happens to him. Well, there's a lot... There's of- a part of me that says that Okay, I, I do think I know a little bit of what happens. Okay. Um, there's a big fight going on. Austin Pendleton and his son create some sort of electromagnetic magnet situation that t- traps David Johansson's head onto the thing and spins him around to a speed and a degree that it launches him out the skylight, not out and into the ocean, but I believe into low orbit. <laughs> But that was my question. Is he, he like, is Because he, he just keeps going. Yeah. I, I thought he was a, like launched yeah. into outer space yes. forever because also we realized that his headpiece is landed. Yeah. His headpiece Well, that's what's confusing oh, yeah, that's right. because it seems like the, the metal head is what would have taken him out there. So you would have, the metal head. Wait. What? The force of the magnet yes, going yes. around forced him out yeah, yeah, yeah. and into outer space. Sure, sure, sure. But then that metal head comes back. I think right. the metal head was like stuck to the magnet thing, but his body separated from the... From the, the metal head he got uh, from prison, metal, by the from way. The metal yarmulke. I, I think the, the, uh, the, his, what le- his body separated from the yarmulke and sailed off. I see. And then the metal yarmulke fell down. Well, so, it but he okay. should have so his the magnet was still on. But his like exposed brain now is in outer space. Yes, he's been through that before. Now, did anyone see in gravity? Do they run into him in outer space? Well, I think they were setting up a Mr. Nanny 2. <laughs> Space Nanny? I think also like in the, in the very abrupt epilogue where they're like, I think we'll see him again. You think like, oh shit, are they setting up a Mr. Nanny 2? God, they were cocky. Oh yeah. But no, they had yeah. just set up another... Well, but they random horrible prank. Yeah. A horrible prank that would de- that one definitely killed him as they it would kill you. That they would kill tied him. A, a, a steel rope to the back of a motorcycle. He took off, and the last shot of the movie is him face first, no helmet. But no, he's not gonna die because he had wires on him. I saw them in the last shot. <laughs> They're very visible. Well, that's good to know. The you know best. what would have been awesome? You know what would have been fucking awesome? <laughs> Is if at the end of the movie when he's riding away on his motorcycle, he's wearing the metal yarmulke as a helmet. Ah. That's been stuff. Well, brother. Now, 
Okay. Well, first, ballet scene. Oh yes, sorry. Oh, where so that my adult daughter had a lot size. to say about right. that during the ballet scene. She just was repeating lines at that point because she was having such a good time. She said, "A three hundred pound man in tights." What did your daughter say when the violence started and when the waterboarding section of the movie Probably happened? Oh, no, that's when my five-year-old came in. And she left pretty soon after. And then after when I being, finished... After being like, this isn't hardcore enough. <laughs> she is the more hardcore of the two. And then she at the end of the movie... She me like clips from Saw. <laughs> She uh, she always asked me to play Black Widow's fight scene from the Avengers. Really? So that's what we're working with. <laughs> she came into the office, my office where I was watching it afterwards, and she goes, "Is it over? Yay!" <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that you guys have some questions that can cover some stuff that we haven't talked about just yet. So raise your hands, get them up. We'll talk to you. We'll find out. Uh, what your questions are. Where are the questions? Ooh, a lot of questions. Okay, here we go. Let's start with you. Oh, you know, let's start with you right here in the middle. All right, so what's your name uh, and what would you title this June movie? is up! June is up and walking June around. Is June up. is walking. June name, is not what sitting What would you title anymore. the movie and your question? My name's Greg. I would title this movie The Child Hunter, kind of like a bounty hunter but for kids. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> And I had a question. Do you know what the budget was for this film? Because yes, in the credits, yes. in 7. the credits, 3. swear to God, the catering is listed as TV dinners. That's correct. <laughs> well, that may, that may be like a funny uh, catering name. I could, that is, that like catering sometimes they have Those guys names. are still around. They do a good job. <laughs> but it would be disheartening to be working on a movie in the catering company as TV dinners. Right? I have a catering company called Diarrhea Factory. <laughs> The budget, the budget was $10 million. It made $1 million on the first week out and a total of $4 million. Not and a also, huge... the acts were separated by like iMovie blackout swipe transitions, meaning they thought like, oh, we're going to be on cable, TV, we're going to have to make way for commercials. Sorry, go on. Your name, what would you title this movie? Oh, you have a lot of notes here. And what's your question? Uh, my name is Nick, and I would title this movie... Uh, I have no clue. Hulk. <laughs> That's good, Hulk. Yeah, Hulk. That's all you need to know. Uh, why is Sherman Hemsley's stuff constantly getting repossessed to a greater degree throughout the movie? Yeah, that's a great question. It would have just happened once, you would imagine. Well, it was different... Um, it was different. Uh, but they come every day and they go, they come, all right, get that teapot tomorrow. Well, now it's like, well, I feel like it's, well, now we're the phone company and we're taking this away. Or now we're, was it the Again, same company? Again, he should be getting a cut. He should be getting a cut of whatever Hulk is making. Yeah, yeah. No, he's By the not. way, uh, I want to applaud these guys. I don't think guys. Hulk got paid yet. These guys are dressed in Hulkamania. Uh, show oh show it off God. your Hulkamania. Stand up. Great costumes. Stand up. That's Great awesome. costumes. Yeah, show off your Hulk. Wow. Stand up like June is right now. All right. Come a little bit closer to me if you can. What's your name? What would you title this movie and, uh, and your question? I would title this adult child movie disaster number 4.8. Uh, but the, first of all, thanks for noticing the dog getting thrown in the water. We watched the movie earlier and we were both like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'd like to see it again. <laughs> I really would. 
But my wife is a little shy with this. Also noticed that later in the movie, Hulk Hogan manages to infiltrate the bad guy's hideout. He goes underwater, and he just knows that they have this secret little water thing. He just magically knows. That's a yeah, great idea. Yeah, he just magically pops up in the middle of their base. He's never been there before, but he goes underwater and he doesn't drown. He just he magically finds the place he needs to be. Yeah, the on the bad guy's base has a hole like a mini pool. Yeah. That he swims directly towards like and pops Ed up. Harris in the abyss. <laughs> I didn't understand what was happening with that buoy number 53. Oh, that was a huge plot point. Yeah, what was that? What was that? Well, there's only one buoy in the channel. And he was like, and he, uh, I don't know. <laughs> All the said buoys too much. were 53? All right, your name, what would you title the movie, and uh, your question. I'm Justin. I call the movie The Pacifier and put the rock in it. Vin Diesel, my friend. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Tooth Fairy is more of the rock's movie. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Wasn't that one where he was a football player, too? Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, that's... (laughs) Okay. I'm just going to go on with my question. Okay. So, so so Hulk, or whatever the hell his name is, is having this recurring dream. So he's been having this nightmare all the time. Now, in the opening scene, he's fishing. So in the nightmare, he's wearing the fishing gear. But at the end of the movie, when he has a flashback to the nightmare, he's still wearing the fishing gear. I noticed that, too. And I was like, I didn't quite understand. Oh, it's just, all they did was they just reused the footage. They they were like, $10 million, bro. What if we put this at the end, too? (laughs) We're only at 81 minutes. We need a couple more minutes. We're short. And just if, if anyone knows what that flashback means, raise your hand because I don't know what that was referring to because he didn't throw that fight, but then he's a disgraced wrestler. And why are, so they don't know all, why. why are there like six wrestlers fighting him? Yeah. I oh, including all... um, Bam, who Bam was... Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow. I think the, the very weak setup was that he, he's being haunted by wrestling, although he says he does want to go back to it. See, I think the opening of the, I think the, opening of the movie was... The opening of the movie was the flashback scene, and then it was like him sleeping on the dock. He never had that nightmare, and then he's like, let's come work at the security company, and he just goes. I don't think it was, I think they added all that stuff. I think the whole movie took place in one of his neurological disorder <laughs> nightmares. It, it was an episode. He dreamed it. I think the whole movie, it's like Jacob's Ladder. He's going to wake up with the fish the in his hand. The whole movie, yeah, the whole movie is a dream while he's fishing. Yes, the, the exactly. Fish, the fish eventually, he's treating the fish badly. That's why in the dream he's being treated so badly, getting hit in the head all the time. And he's going to wake up insane elsewhere. <laughs> your name, your title, and your question. Okay, my name is Louie. Uh, my, my title is uh, a balding man in a tutu and some kids. And uh, my question is, do you think that Hulk Hogan listens to this podcast and says, I can't believe my colleagues talk about me like this? <laughs> well, colleagues. <laughs> oh, so Wait, many so answers. So you think, you think... Colleagues. You think we're colleagues of Hulk Hogan? Listen. We wrestled in the WCW, okay? I wish... colleagues. I wish... I'll have you no brother... I wish that I had played enough shades of people in my career to be considered for a Mr. Nanny type role. Like, oh, it would be great to see him play something different. Like, yeah. 
We'll take two more questions. Here we go. Your name, your title, and your question. You had notes. You had like a whole, I saw you consult a whole bunch right. of notes. I, I did. I spent a couple hours at work doing that. Um, my name is Nikki. My title would be Practically Orphaned Killer, <laughs> killer Kids. Um, and my question is, why do the bad guys take Mr. Jefferson and leave Hulk at the house? That's, <laughs> that is a great question. Why take the weaker of the two? Maybe because Hulk is too heavy to carry? Well, it's also strange. At one point, he says, when he's at the warehouse, to he, he dismisses the kids and the chip and turns to Bert and says... You're, he says something along the lines of like, now you're the reason why I'm here. I'm changing or, reasons why I'm it, here. It all of a sudden becomes about Bert once he puts oh, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what he says is, oh, it, I was in this for, for the money, but now I'm revenge. in it for revenge too. And he's like, oh shit, I should have taken Hulk Hogan and not Mr. Jefferson. <laughs> I think that's in the movie too. All right, here we go. Final question. Your name, your title, and your question here. Uh, my name is Daniel. I would probably call it Downfall of Legend. Um, wow. I'm sorry, who's the legend? <laughs> Hulk! Terry! George uh, the Animal Steel, who also makes an appearance. Uh, my, I have Terry Von Eric. <laughs> uh, the first question is for Jason. Is there any update on Undercover? Um, we were going to actually have something here tonight, but it didn't get here in time. But uh, so there, there, next live show, there's going to be a there's special a slight thing. update. There's a slight update, but, but I'm not going to tell you about it. So don't <laughs> uh, and the second question is for June and Paul, if there is any parental guidance that you gleaned from this movie. Good question. Don't give your kids trip wires. And never take a kid's wallet. Don't let your wife die. Wondering if she. I did that was think, the whole. I did think that was very catalyst. selfish of her. Yeah, she was a real bitch. She left that <laughs> crazy mad scientist alone to be preoccupied, it's, and these kids went wild. June, what did you learn? Well, it, it also seemed like she died very suddenly. <laughs> Wait, are you because, saying that maybe suspicious circumstances? No, I I think she may have been the workout nut of the family. And built that gym. That's what the gym was for. And had a coronary on the treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it for her. What was the toilet seat for? <laughs> for, uh, Hulk, for uh, Hulk brings the toilet seat all the way to the hideout. Nothing happens with it. Uh, to throw it as a boomerang and then they turn on a magnet. My daughter. That's how he got on the thing and flipped yeah. around, right? My seven-year-old. I, mean, like, I, thought the, I thought the toilet seat was going to be a real like weapon or something. My seven-year-old actually spoke to that, and she said, "She said, toilet seat." <laughs> Love the movie. I will. I will. Uh, I'll just point out one thing too. Uh, this kid is a gadget head. He makes a lot of gadgets. Um, and the girl likes ballet and tea parties. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, the girl likes tea parties because come on, right? Boys make shit and girls are girls. Um, and, and, but the only thing they go to all the time is this fucking wallet that electrocutes people. That wallet is used so many times. Like, yeah. all I got on me is a wallet. Ah! My daughter actually said to me, she turned to me, she goes, I knew that was coming because of the wallet. 
Like she was writing the movie as it was happening. Well, obviously we had an opinion, but there are people out there that have a, uh, a different opinion. Now it's time for a second opinion. Second opinions from top to bottom. Crazy movies are fun. They're not your first, but they're gonna be a second. From the depths of Amazon they come. Second opinions for everyone. Second opinions. These are five-star reviews called from Amazon. I will say that I don't know, uh, with, with, with Hulk movies, you don't know if they're real or if they're just being sarcastic, but I'll read them anyway. Uh, can, you, can you read them in both a real and a sarcastic yeah. voice? <laughs> this one, I believe, is sarcastic. Uh, this is from Zorath. He writes, Mr. Nanny rules. Um, what can I say? Christians have their Bible. I have Mr. Nanny. This has to be one of the greatest movies ever made. Five stars. From Yarmouth County, Nova Scotia. This is uh, five out of five stars. The subject is Thank. By Stephen and Christina. Glad to have it. Thank you very much. It will be put to very good use once again. Thank you. Good use. Thank you. Wait. This Nova this, Scotia. This, they have their own time zone. Is a thank you, I believe, to, to Amazon. Amazon for <laughs> sending the movie. <laughs> it's like it's a thank you note to an entire corporation. Thank, thank, thank you, you for, for sending me the DVD. Delivering it. I'll put to it me. to good use. I appreciate it. But, See you at Christmas. Love, <laughs> Stephen Christina. And uh, finally, but I'm assuming she paid for it. Finally, I paid for it. You guys owe me two ninety nine, by the way. Oh, what did you spring for HD? <laughs> I might have my settings preset to Whoa. HD. I don't know. I paid one ninety nine for it <laughs> and watched a significant portion of it on my phone <laughs> <laughs> on the way over here. Uh, calling all Hulkamaniacs. This is by Hulk Hogan Lucas. <laughs> all this to say, if you haven't seen these movies or if you don't like them, then you're not a true American. Don't do that to your country. I didn't fight for this country to have people ignore this movie. Wow. Wow. Would you recommend this movie? Would people watch should people watch this movie? I, I would say watch No Holds Barred. I mean, if you're going to watch a Hulk Hogan movie, No Holds Barred somehow seemed it was more insane. Uh, but this is pretty bananas. I mean, this is bonkers. The other one is next level bonkers. Yeah. I would say definitely watch the, um, the dog being thrown into the water. We'll end on that, uh, Rob. What, well, Rob, you really had a journey. Yeah, I would say that, like, yes, this movie is, will always hold a special place for me because it, it's where it became different. I'd say it's good. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming out. Thank you to Nick Kylie. Thank you to Avril Haley. Guys, what a fantastic uh, show. Rob Cordry is the best. You can catch him on an upcoming season of Children's Hospital, which will be starting a little bit later this year, and also in the upcoming Hot Tub Time Machine 2, which is released at Christmas 
Oh, yeah. And he's also in the brand new movie, Sex Tape. That guy is busy. Uh, You can catch Jason Manzukis in the brand new movie, They Came Together. It's available in select theaters and on VOD. And uh, for us, you can follow me at Paul Shear. You can follow uh, June at Miss June Diane. Jason, still not on Twitter. A big shout out and thank you to everyone that helps us here. Uh, our engineer, Cody. I want to talk about Leanna Waldron, who does all of our amazing graphic design. I want to talk about Nate Kylie, who does all the research. I want to talk about Avril Halley, who just kills it with the clips. She's responsible for that amazing animal torture clip, which you can find at our Twitter and Facebook page. And of course, Katie Dyer, who does all of our social media. All right, we will see you next week. Later. Bye-bye. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25.